Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. All right. Drum roll, please. What kind of a drum roll? Perfect. (laughs) Jesus, sounds like talk to Santa. (laughs) May I say you're looking the... Oh, I don't have to do that today. It's not March yet. Wow. <laughs> do <laughs> If we ever need somebody to do a commercial with Santa, we're going to call you. Oh, oh, my goodness, Mark. You've been a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so liberal. <laughs> have you ever considered a truly fine MAGA hat? I have one right here in my closet. Jeez. Rudolph's going to wear it tonight. Ah, Rudolph the Red Hat Reindeer. That's, <laughs> That's right. Maybe Rudolph became one of the Red Hats. He did. The, uh, Red Hat's have to be women. Rudolph's a conservative. Oh. <laughs> Is Hence he? the red nose. Right. It only lights up when he's lying, so he's ultra-Republican. <laughs> All right. Welcome Very on board. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> welcome on board, everybody. This is the frivolity you've come to expect on the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Lynn Hall, our fabulous producer. She's just rolling her eyes over there. It's like, what are those guys saying? On the Mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can call us immediately if you wish to. If you're one of the angry men or just anybody out there, you can call 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. The drum roll is to find out if CNN's morning show, whatever it's called, not uh, this morning, morning. Morning Mo. I think it's called This Morning. Oh, This Morning. Okay. Clever name. Yes. Uh, it was CBS called New Day. Name? Now it's called This Morning. Okay. And didn't CBS use This Morning as their name? Uh, they may have. I don't recall, to be honest CBS with you. Sunday Morning. These programs come and go. They all lose out in the end to Fox and Friends. Okay. And morning ratings are the same as night with Fox way out front? Yeah. No, okay. They were overwhelmingly number one in Isn't the morning. Funny? Okay. So... Was he there? Yes, he was. Okay. But he said nothing about it, nothing at all. About his two-day suspension. He was gone Friday, apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, he he really should be uh, fired for that. If you're going to demand that conservatives be fired for their opinions, actually, I don't think he should be. I think we're we're lucky to know where he stands. Mm -hmm. He believes anybody who is a Republican woman is past their prime if they're over 20 years of age. (laughs) I know. I think he said like 20 to 40. 20, 30, and 40. Well, I think he was probably just thinking of child bearing, although women can have a baby when they're 50, but uh, I think that's probably where he had his mindset, as though that's like the only value of a woman, is to have a baby. He ignores great Democratic women who made huge contributions, like Eleanor Roosevelt. She was well past her prime, but still contributing. Geraldine um, Ferraro. Yeah, Geraldine Ferraro. Um, she was Madeline, 60s. Madeline um, Albright. Albright, yep. Ambassador. Yep. So... so. I mean, it, it, let's face it, the guy is just such a partisan hack. I mean, he is incapable of any introspection with respect to the political parties. It's all Democrats good, Republicans bad. Republicans How old is insurrectionists. Hmm? She's an adult. 
Who? Janet Yellen. Yeah, she is. So well, so is um, well, so, so are the prime. leading Democratic women of of this day and age. Hillary Clinton, um, Pocahontas. What's her name? I forget her name. <laughs> what is her name? Um, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Elizabeth. <laughs> so so bad. <laughs> You just can't help yourself. No, can that you? was that was Bill. That was uh, President uh, Trump's uh, little allusion to her. Right, right. So, <laughs> you're, so you're as long as you're down at his level. Now we know who you are. I like to get down there in the mud from time to time. All right. Well, we got one caller waiting and another one uh, <laughs> set to go. I'm sure the whole world's not dying to know what the latest on Don Lemon is. So, although I think it's 100 percent clear to everybody that his 15 minutes has long since expired. And to that end, we turn to Mike from Bloomsburg, who always calls us and has good information. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. I'm going to kind of start off with a repeat of what I've said before on your station. But I had a lifelong friend. He grew up in the 60s, right along the Susquehanna River, uh, where I did, okay? And he's now, a, he's still working. He's a vice president in a large corporation down south. And... He is of the belief that when we were little kids swimming in that polluted Susquehanna River <laughs> and living in that valley just downstream from the incinerator where they burned all the garbage, he thought that was a pristine environment back in the 1960s. But now the Republicans have just screwed it up and made it such a polluted environment to live in. Where's and Where was there a garbage incinerator? Yeah, where was that? Uh, it was over there on, let's see... I think that would be Third Street, just just below where Third Street uh, crosses uh, Lycoming Creek. Uh, they're on the right-hand side. It was a big old building, large smokestack, and they just dump the stuff in there and light it off. In Williamsport? Yes. Okay, this I got gotcha. you. Okay. When I was a little kid. All right. <laughs> and like I said, there were times in the summer, you know, when you get that haze and humidity, <clears throat> well, we still had a lot of factories and things, and it was pretty polluted. But long story short, like I said, this guy is an educated guy, and he believed that we grew up in a pristine environment there in the valley, and now it's all ruined because of the Republicans. And the reason I revisit that is because the last time I listened to your show, there was another person there that called in, and he seems like a relatively educated, very articulate person, and his comment was that Republicans want to abolish the EPA. Now... There may be a little kernel of truth that there's something that they want to roll back here and there, but I find it hard to believe that anybody in this day and age could think that the EPA is going away no matter what they see on MSNBC and CNN. And that's just a microcosm of how people, generally smart people's minds can be manipulated by the media that they watch and listen to. So if smart people like that caller, and we, I think we all know who he is, if he can be manipulated, what happens to the people a little bit further down the, uh, the scale of intelligence and logic and, and information? What, what, can, what can be done to them? My goodness. 
Well, there anyway, are. I just wanted to get that off my chest. That <laughs> well, I there, don't believe Mike. That the Republicans as a whole want to abolish the EPA, and I think it's a bunch of malarkey. I, I don't think the Republicans as a whole want to eliminate it, but uh, certainly Republicans tend to favor rolling back of regulations, like you said. But there are some Republicans who want to eliminate the EPA. I mean, they're the most outspoken ones. You know, those MAGA, uh, what Joe, what the group in the Senate that held or in the House that kept McCarthy from getting in. The uh, uh, Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus, yes. Those people are all anti-EPA. Oh, not all of us. Oh, no, they want to eliminate it. No, that's one That's one of their platforms. I mean, it's, I not, it's not a secret. Just look it up. You know, look up Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or um, the other woman. I think that they are all anti-EPA. But just like you'll hear people say they want to eliminate the Department of Education or the Department of Energy, I don't think as, and Mike, I'm sure you'll agree, you just can't roll back a federal agency. Once lawmakers get inside the vortex, that's the end of that. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> what we have in Washington is our representatives. Was it 454 of them or 445? I don't remember the exact number. 435? Too many. They're representative of the American people. It's a, it's a cross-section that's supposed to represent us. And on both sides of it, you have lunatics that get into office. Okay? We, I mean, there's just no it's very uncharitable it. of you. And, and they, when I say lunatics, I mean people with varied, uh, varying viewpoints uh, on the spectrum. And, and some of the things that Democrats believe in are, in my mind, absolutely crazy and have no merit, just like Republicans appear that way to the people on the on the left. Are there any so, Republicans that appear crazy to you? Oh my gosh. Yes. Matt Gates, Marjorie say, Taylor Greene. You don't you don't hear them <laughs> on a on a regular basis, but there's there's some that you know that like you said, they wanna they're in their mind they they need to get rid of the EPA. Now when they say they get, want to get rid of the EPA, I don't, I, in my mind, I, I have never seen anyone say that, that they want to completely abolish it. I understand that there are certain regulations that have been so tightened up that it makes it almost impossible to do anything in that particular area when they, they keep lowering the release limits of this, that, and the other thing to make it impossible. I mean, they, they and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they, they made it so expensive to uh, mitigate the effects of burning coal, it, you know, it's pretty much hard to, you know, I mean, when was the last time a new coal plant was built? Yeah, but that's not really the EPA. That's other individuals pushing them, you know, the president and or maybe some folks in Congress. I know President Obama and then uh, now President Biden uh, had a, a lot of additional coal regulations. And I believe President Trump rolled some of the coal restrictions back. And I believe President Biden put them back in. Now, other than that sentence, I can't elaborate too much on it, but I do know that President Trump tried to be a little bit more favorable towards coal, and then um, and then I, th- I believe that President Biden has reimposed some restrictions. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely on that. And, and again, you know, it comes back to the old thing, supply and demand. We're, we're short, we were short of energy uh, coming in and, and going out of this pandemic, and we're still seeing those uh, price hikes on the energy roll through the economy. Uh, and we haven't we haven't seen the end of the pay raises as a result of this inflation, so that that's going to get much worse. And uh, yeah, right. who, who knows what's yeah, going to happen? Yeah, wages wages anyway, lag. Listen, we got nuts on both sides <laughs> trying to say crazy stuff. 
and it's being broadcast on there, and people are believing. Oh, just four of just four Republicans. Where has balance going in this country? All right, there thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling. Four Republicans in. who have called to abolish the EPA, as you suggested. Matt Gates is one of them. Uh, the others are. I'm looking to see if they have their names here in this story somewhere. Uh, just seems to focus on Matt Gates. I don't see anybody else's name mentioned, but the mm, headline is okay. four, pe- four Republicans favor abolishing the EPA. Well, I know Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of them because that's one of our Freedom Caucus platform pieces when she got involved in that whole McCarthy thing. All right, Jim from Ashland, last caller before a quickie break. Thank you so much for calling Good in. Good morning. Well, you know, first of all, um, the EPA, I... I I think it's a needed thing um, to a degree, but uh, uh, four Republicans is not uh, all of them. And uh, liking things a certain way, this America, you're entitled to your opinion. But I'm a a railroad guy, and I wanted to talk about Ohio. Um, Do you guys agree that the uh, FEMA should not be involved in this? FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency. No, I think they should be involved in it. Absolutely involved. Well, it sounds in it. like it's right up their wheelhouse, according to what? It's the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and it's it's absolutely. Okay. If they, uh, well, let me let me maybe I misspoke. What I mean is they should not pay for a damn thing. Norfolk Southern should pay for everything and anything involved in this. The federal government should not pay a dime. They should oversee that everything is back to where it was, or even better than it was, but Norfolk Southern should pay for this. You and I, the taxpayers, should not pay to make these people in Ohio whole. Well, let me let me Norfolk let me Southern just should. let me offer you one thing in in relation to that. If you filed a civil suit against a group of people like this for something that happened, they would the courts would try to assess what percentage of responsibility each of them had, and then then assess the damages based on that percentage. If Norfolk Southern is 100% responsible for the accident and for the resulting damage that it caused, then I agree with you. They should be 100% responsible for paying for it. But if federal regulation did something, you know, if there was no federal regulation or regulations were ignored or somebody in the federal government didn't do what they were supposed to do or the state government, then I'd say you have to assess the blame proportionately and then assess the costs proportionately. Like a civil suit. Yeah, exactly. Because that's exactly what it would be. The bottom line is this. Norfolk Southern is under huge regulation from the Federal Railroad Administration, the Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission. There's all kinds of tests that are done weekly and monthly on equipment and track, and things are inspected. Um, and the equipment is supposed to be checked before it leaves the railroad yard. This was caused, it appears, it appears that that was caused by a, a wheel defect on a rail, privately owned rail car. Now, uh, there are many railroad car shippers up there in uh, Milton. There, they still own railroad cars. Shippers Car Line, SHPX. Um, so when you put your rail car out there for lease to a customer, uh, the railroad's supposed to inspect it and make sure it's good to go. Um, Norfolk Southern had uh, allowed people to retire and not replace them, and that was a corporate decision. Managers were told don't replace people. Um, It's cheaper to pay overtime than it is to hire new people. So the bottom line is that there could be, it could possibly be negligence, but it's also just equipment wear 
and and tear and um but norfolk southern actually has your this is good for a chuckle a geometry train <laughs> it doesn't go out and figure out problems it goes out and it inspects the track it is it, kind of like x-rays it and and inspects it for defects mm-hmm. and uh, uh curvature and all the all the requirements that are needed and every section of norfolk's on the railroad gets checked every year uh, I think it's only once a year it's required, and so they have a 20,000-mile-plus system. So, you know, yeah. but but it does get checked, and defects do get fixed. I think their maintenance way department is outstanding. But anyway, um, it's just a sad situation, and they, they should pay. Well, have you the seen... Government have you Go seen? Ahead. Have you seen, Jim? Have you seen the photo, uh, the video, of the uh, reels and that that yes, one car flaming, yes, absolutely flaming? It. Now, aren't they supposed to have along the track something that detects hot boxes? They do. They have hot box and dragging equipment detectors. And whether uh, even if they don't work, they give a report, and then there's the rule: you have to reduce your speed. You can't just go flying down the road uh, if a different defect detector doesn't work it will say defector not working you have to do something you have to reduce your speed and or uh, I'll be honest with you I've been away from the railroad since 2014 I don't have a current rule book in front of me so I'm not sure exactly what the requirement is now but it used to be you might have to stop your train and inspect it depending on what was in the train so um, railroaders don't railroad the wreck they, they railroad to get safely over the road, and they, you know, that's the other. Norfolk Southern has moved that, that hundreds of thousands of hazardous materials across America every day safely. You know, this is this is a, an equipment defect that wasn't caught. Yeah, By you said way, it was a privately uh, owned car. Does the owner of the car bear some responsibility for its maintenance? Yes, yes. But more importantly, let's get back to something I wanted to mention before. At every crossing, there's a blue sign, blue and white, and it has a six-digit number on it and a letter. Like it might say 591-333-U is in uniform. Well, there's also an 800 number. You call that number and say, hey, um, and every car has what's called reporting marks. Like uh, uh, shippers is uh, SHPX, and then there'd be a six-digit number. All right, so, so somebody should have caught all the... You'd call in and say, hey, uh, SHPX 000111 is on fire, you know, on this, <laughs> at this crossing. Yeah, right. but you, and they would be able to do something about it. Right, and people so, saw it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I would be standing there. If I saw a flaming rail car going by at 40 miles an hour, I doubt that I would catch the reporting numbers of the car. Mm-hmm. I'd be fascinated by the right. fact that it was well, flaming. get one near it. Get <laughs> any of them anywhere near it, because that's part of the train consist. Right. And, and they'd be able to look that up. So you guys have a good day. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Much appreciated. Who knew? Well, you know, the secretary of the EPA was in uh, East Palestine, and they had a big ceremony yesterday where they went to someone's house and drank the water to prove that it was safe. Mm. 
So we will be very interested in seeing whether or not any illnesses are reported at the highest levels of the EPA going forward. Well, and I and I think they've agreed to test air and water in the homes, and I, well, that's a fabulous well, idea. Well, the homeowners were getting their own tests done. Right. Sound so, advice. Yep, Some policy should get reimbursed, keep track of all these medical bills and so on. And today, Donald Trump is headed to East Palestine. Oh, is he? I don't know <laughs> what good that's going to do, but Pretty he soon. says he's not going to leave those people behind. Okay. <laughs> okay. As an ex-president, he's welcome to visit the Trump Library. He'll give them a library Well, you card. know, they're all upset. First of all, the Pete Buttigieg hasn't gone there. And oh, the in person, he no, hasn't No, he has there. not gone oh, there. Okay. And he said, it was very interesting, he was on TV this morning saying, well, there, in my experience, there are two types of people who show up at these kind of events. One is groups of people who want to help, and the other is people who want to get their picture taken. He said, when I go, I'm going to be there to help. So... We'll see. I mean, you can help immediately or you can help later. And they're quite put out with President Biden giving billions of dollars to the Ukraine and uh, spending his time in Ukraine, but not even having visited East Palestine. And neither has Vice President Kamala Harris. Hmm. Okay. She seems to stay away from disasters like the border. and. You know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let's see. Buttigieg says he should have been speaking out sooner. I saw this yesterday on CBS. I guess he did an interview. Right. Uh, he said he could have spoken out earlier, right. Methylethyl bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, he should have spoken out sooner and should have done more. I'm surprised he wasn't there. I thought he was there, but I guess it was the EPA fellow was there. Yes, he was, and he seems to have his head screwed on straight. He seems to know what he's doing. All right, folks, we invite you to call us now, 5707439565. We started out... Talking about uh, the East Palestine uh, train debacle, and uh, earlier than that, we talked about uh, some Republicans. Uh, a few are interested in eliminating the EPA. I found the NBC article that you found that said these four Republicans want to eliminate the East EPA. First of all, Matt Gates, and then it says. Thank you for reading NBC. Right. It, it never ends. tells you who the other three are. I know. <laughs> it's a funny article. And it's so clear that four Republicans is the purpose of the article. article except they only name <laughs> one of them. Which is kind of funny. But anyway, if anybody knows the rest, feel free to let us know. Call us 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. And you can text us at 70236. Uh, we did send... We had three unanswered questions from Professor Rosu yesterday. We sent those to him, and he's going to send us a recording of the answers, so we'll play oh, okay. those back. Uh, he, he gave us a quick answer, but he said, how about if I make a quick video and send it back, and we'll play that here, and of course you'll hear the audio on the radio. Uh, yesterday we talked about the Kia Nero, which uh, Joe's very interested in hearing how the Nero fiddles So while the gasoline mileage goes up, gets 43 miles to the gallon, but there's a different version that Joe would like. It's called the Kia Nero EV. Oh. It's an electric vehicle, ultra practical, 230 mile range in the summer on a full charge. In the winter, uh, these drivers are finding out that it's not quite half, but it's about three quarters of the capacity of the batteries on the electric cars. But Kia's involved in this Kia Nero EV, just the uh, same price as the other one, about $45,000 or so, instead of 43 
103 miles to the gallon at the top end. It gets 112 miles per gallon is the equivalent. Of course, it's not actual uh, gallons because it doesn't use any gallons. Of course, it can use that uh, quick charge, a 240-volt connector, but even that's a couple hours long. You really got to get the DC connector going, and that'll really spin your electric meter, but it'll charge your uh, EV up in a big hurry. So the Kia Nero EV, why do I tell you that? Because it's available at the Sunbury Motor Company, Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. All right, so you're saying turn the microphones yes, on. Yes, that usually does help on a radio program if the microphones are hot. Okay, turn the mics on. Turn the mics on. Okay, Stan, you're on the mark. <laughs> Some mics on? Something funny out there? There are now. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to watch Mark start to talk when the mics are off. <laughs> yeah, it always helps. Uh, has anybody seen the video? Now, I'm not saying this is Biden, but somebody fell off the steps of Air Force One when they were disembarking in either Poland or Ukraine. The Air Force day. One's not there. They took them there on a C-140 or, or C-30. Yeah. Well, it was Air Force One. It's Air Force One. Anything he flies is Air Force One. Right, but they did change well, the call sign to keep it secret. At least initially, maybe they changed it now. But didn't okay, they take well, a train? Whatever it was. But they were coming down the steps. Somebody fell down. Have you seen anything on the news about that? There's video of it. Now, I'm not saying it's Biden, because he was... I don't think the fall that was taken by whoever it was, they would have been in some serious pain, and I don't think Biden could have gave any of his speeches or talks or anything he'd done. No, it's a real so I'm not fall. saying it's him. So somebody fell, though, but have you heard anything about no, it? No, I haven't. Have you? Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, it, you would think if it had been anybody else, it would have been all over the news. But Do you want to hold or call back? Nah, I, I can't right now. I'm down to the tire shop. It's going to be a painful day. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's another $1,000 you didn't need. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Call Good back fun. if you can. All right. There's uh, Stan. Yeah, I have not uh, I have the video now, so we'll give it a look-see. Uh, ooh. Oh, it's not a stumble. It's a head-injuring fall. We'll talk about that later. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. There you go. The microphones aren't on again. Well, I didn't say anything. I'm busy doing other stuff. That's different. That's just dumb. Okay. <laughs> Not ridiculous. Uh, uh, let's see. I did it. Joe and I did a whole show while the mics were off. It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. 
Well, except I can hear in my headphones, your, your very expensive, wonderful headphones don't apparently alert you to the fact that you're not actually going out on the air. Oh, eliminating the P- EPA, that was our first That's topic. right. You couldn't remember. You have to write this all down. You're slipping. <laughs> well, I'm not the one that's writing it down. You are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome on board. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. A little moment of frivolity here before we get into good topics. More frivolity. Uh, on the mark <laughs> is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Call us now, 570-743-9565 is the telephone number, 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. So far today, we talked about uh, four Republicans, <laughs> none of whom we know who they are, oh, except for Matt Gates. Alleged. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of them. Uh, want to eliminate the EPA, but we haven't heard who the rest are. Uh, let's see. The train situation in Ohio, and uh, one of our good callers says there's always a number on a crossing in case you want to call into Norfolk Southern or Conrail and let them know about the uh, rail, about a fire on a car or something. And uh, let's see, who was it that fell off of uh, Air Force One-looking plane? Could be an Air Force One or Air Force Two. Uh, But I think the cargo plane that the president uses to get to um, uh, Poland looks like Air Force One, only it's not a 747. It's a C-30 or something. Well, he got C-30 off of that plane, and that was Air Force One. He okay. doesn't. He flies on Air Force One. It becomes that when he's on it. But it, the actual plane is probably Air Force One. I mean, why would they take Air Force Two if it looks exactly like Air Force One? They all look the same. I mean, that's the goal, right, is but they the have inside, them all locked up to look the but same. But the insides are entirely different, and the communications facilities and everything. Right. One of them has a shower, and the other ones don't. <laughs> okay. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know. I I haven't been on board. He hasn't invited me yet, but I will go if I am invited. Well, Air Force One has a suite and a bedroom and a shower sure. and everything, so he can stay up there. So, <laughs> All right, so welcome on board, uh, folks. Uh, we're looking at the president's logistics d- very specifically because... One of our callers said somebody fell. You can see a video. Somebody took a nasty tumble. It looks like a woman. Uh, and it looks like it's at the back of the plane, you said, as far as you could tell. It's yep. behind the wing, not in front of it. So the president, of course, would probably go out the front of the plane, unless they were sneaking him out the back for some reason. Why would they do that? But somebody took a nasty slide down and right. then onto the tarmac. So, And you say it looks like a woman. I couldn't find decent video of it, but you could see that it happened. Someone posted, uh, one of the bloggers who posted about it said, mm-hmm. I bet someone has a sore posterior. Okay. <laughs> but not the president. Yeah, not the president, the president. Uh, is on video taking a, a good, gracious, slow walk down the steps of Air Force One in Poland. So not sure which, which video is which, but uh, it's always nice to start up some fake speculation about maybe it's the president tumbling down there, so that's always bad. Nobody oh. started that speculation, although there are people on the internet who believe it was him. Right. It's being covered yeah, up. Yeah, some of the videos are called Biden Takes Fall off Air Force right, One, okay. even though it's not. That's it's not, not true. No, it's not him. Okay, so uh, let's do some brief news headlines here, but you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. i got to hit these headlines real fast. Volunteer firefighters summoned Tuesday evening in Northumberland County wearing equipment 
put fire in a barn, was threatening the barn and livestock. All was extinguished quickly at 10.30 p.m. Volunteers put out a skid loader fire, rescued the livestock, and no injuries there in Herndon, along Herndon Bypass. Is it Herndon Bypass Road or just Herndon Bypass? Herndon Bypass Road. Oh, it's both. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or all three. All right. As the State House reconvened on Tuesday, differences were underscored about rules for a special session to help victims of childhood sexual abuse in cases in which the statute of limitations has run out. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that update. Representative Peter Swire says the rules are aimed at allowing the House to quickly consider legislation to provide victims of childhood sexual abuse with justice. We are trying to make this process streamlined as possible. But House Republican Leader Brian Cutler raised concerns. What there's an objection to is some of the undemocratic processes that are contained in the rules requiring a two-thirds majority to adopt amendment when the Constitution simply says you need a majority to accept an amendment or a report from conference committee. A special committee advanced two bills that would provide victims of childhood sexual abuse with the opportunity to sue their abusers. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Classes are continuing in the Shimoka Middle School after a firearm was confiscated from a student's backpack inside the school's Tuesday. The student had inadvertently brought the firearm to school in a backpack, and the all-clear sounded shortly thereafter. Supporters of girls' high school wrestling are celebrating a major step forward in an effort to have the sport officially recognized in Pennsylvania. Our correspondent David Payne has that story. It was last week when the 100 school in Pennsylvania launched a wrestling program for female athletes. That's the minimum number for official recognition by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association. Among the supporters is Representative Ann Flood. Girls have often been discouraged from participating in wrestling and the sport has had few if any opportunities for them to compete. I know because I was one of those girls many years ago. However, this will all change once the PIAA's decision to officially sanction the girls' high school wrestling is final. That could come as early as Wednesday when the PIAA's board of directors meets and a motion could be brought forth for the agency to officially sponsor the sport. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Yeah, we remember, of course, Kim Spiegel out at Sealance Grove and Gabby Bradigan at Chickalimi, the outstanding girl wrestlers around here. Some conversation starters. Uh, well, why do we got callers waiting? So why don't we do those later? All right. Dave from Sun. Well, uh, yeah, Dave from Sunbury is first, then Stan. So Dave, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Uh, yes, I like uh, to talk about uh, the event you guys had, the uh, Geisinger had down there at uh, Schickling High School. Had what? With the heart. Oh, yeah, well, uh, Geisinger, Geisinger and Evan were both peripherally involved. It was the Alyssa Dresser Foundation that was uh, yes. the main organizer. That was wonderful that they had that. Yeah, free heart checks, and one of the ladies yeah. that runs it says that they did find some uh, kids that had slightly, uh, well, and, and needed follow-up, I guess. There was two of them. Okay. One was mild, and one was severe. Oh, okay. And my daughter is severe. Oh, no kidding. Jeez. Yeah. Well, good but, luck uh, with that. I guess it's manageable, they, am I right? They found it. They found it. And that's the part of it, you know? Right. It's uh, called Wolf uh, Parkinson White, I believe it's called. And uh, the biggest thing is just finding it, but they're going to treat her and uh, 
They expected 175, and I think they got 124. Okay. It's just, you know, I don't understand why you wouldn't take advantage of it. Well, I think, maybe, well, we put but, uh, it on the radio here. But I think there's probably yeah, some parents that hadn't I heard about it. So. Thank you for that. Oh, sure. So, and uh, the next event, as far as I know, they're going to try to have one in Danville. So, you know, kudos to Geisinger and Evan and you guys. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, we'll keep uh, we'll keep spreading the word. And we'll keep a good thought for yeah. your daughter. Hope everything works out okay. I thank you very much. All right. Yeah, thank thanks for calling, Dave. Much appreciated. All right. Back to Stan. Hello, sir. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark again. Good morning, Mark. Hey, I wasn't spreading speculation about Biden because I said from the get-go that I didn't think it was him. As far as falling down the steps. No, no, we're talking about YouTube. Some of the some of the videos are called uh, Biden Falls in Warsaw. Right. Uh, the stuff I did see was the question mark: Did Biden fall? And I didn't think it could have been him because you know, for a fall like that, he would be pretty <laughs> sore and possibly broken something. And to be able to give a speech afterwards, even though he's kind of limited, on my opinion, on giving his speeches, but that's neither here nor there. I wasn't spreading, didn't want to put it out there that I was spreading a rumor that Biden fell down the plane steps. They do have some. not my point. They do have some video of him. Was it on the news? No. They do have some video of him successfully coming down the steps in Warsaw, and he looks so (laughs) frail. You know, it's like a big wind is going to knock him right over, but, but he does it okay. I, I know, and that, that's when he was walking with Zelensky when the air raid sign was gone. You know, he's got a pretty strange gait when he walks. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just strange. I, you know, I, I'm not a doctor, so I ain't gonna say anything. Just strange looking to me. He looks old and frail. Yep, it is different. You're so, right. Yeah. So, but you were saying something about getting rid of the EPA and stuff. Uh, one of our callers said it's not true that all Republicans want to get rid of the EPA, which is true. And then, but some Republicans had said they did. So we found one article, an NBC article, that says yes, there's four five. Republic. Oh, five? Yes, five. No, there's four Republicans that want to get rid of the I'm EPA. Sorry, yes, four. They, they, and the only <laughs> named one, right? <laughs> let's, put, let's put this in perspective, Mark. Where in the Constitution? Does it say that the government is allowed to establish the EPA, this Department of Education, and all the other departments not listed in the Constitution? Well, you have to admit that the Constitution gives certain leeway in what it says. I mean, it spells out the responsibilities of the federal government. Protecting the people is one of those responsibilities, and protecting them from natural as well as environmental problems is certainly within the purview of the what the what the Constitution allows them to do. Right, and uh, Alexander uh-huh. Hamilton made sure they put an amendment in that said the people are to be protected from methyl ethyl bad stuff. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's there, but Irregardless, it's not the kind. Now, if, if if they can get the support to get an amendment, because we have 50 EPAs in this country, correct? Every state has one. Well, then we'd have and, 51, wouldn't we? Because we have a federal one, right? And, and the federal always comes in. The federal has screwed up a lot, haven't they? They dumped all that crap out of the coal or uh, gold mine out in Colorado or Nevada. You know, it was 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was, they left all that stuff go down and, and pollute the water system out in that part of the country, out west. And now they allowed, they allowed 
the, the thing that went on there in East Palestine to happen because they had I'm, I'm sure the governor of Ohio and Pennsylvania didn't just go out there and say okay dick ditch boys loot, let that stuff loose and light her off just to get rid of it so somebody had to give approval to that and our wonderful government had to give the approval of that correct didn't just happen out of thin air I would think somebody would have had to say, go ahead and do that. That's the best possible solution that we have here uh, among a list of uh, bad choices. Uh, so what were they thinking? They think that stuff was just going to go away? You no, they were, and, thinking, and they, they were thinking that, they were thinking that there would be more damage if they allowed it to explode as opposed to burning it off. Now, was that a good decision or not? I don't know. I don't have enough well, information to make, make that ju- judgment call. Right, but they are for somehow, as I said before, somehow... If the stuff was, if the cars were on fire that they were thought they were going to explode, they wouldn't have been able to get near them to be able to dump them. But they released the stuff purposely into those ditches, so they were able to get near them. That's where I, that's where the question needs to be answered. Well, yeah, well, why yeah. didn't they think of doing something different? I would think you're going to get your answers in the weeks and months ahead. So, uh, I mean, there's well, enough eggheads I, I, out there. It's a little late, Mark. Don't you think after they killed all the fish, killed the wildlife? polluted the water, polluted the air, and possibly caused a lot of damage for those people living in that area. Look, do you want your for answers, or don't you want your <laughs> answers? That's all I'm saying. I didn't say they handled it well. It may have been the worst response in have all you of ever history. Been fa- have you ever been faced with a series of bad choices, one of which no. you have to make? I have in my career, in my sure. life. happens all the time. You know, and so you do the best you can with the information you have at the moment, in the moment. That's all you can do. So that may be the case. Yeah. But, again, we're relying <laughs> on the experts from the government that they're supposed to know everything, right? Ain't that what they tell us all the time? They're the experts. They got all the answers. Well, they did. They, they, they had a lousy answer for this one. All right. We got you. All Before, right. Without even trying to pump it off first. Thank you, sir. But right, you, you know hey, you for a fact they were in, they were capable of doing that and deliberately chose not to do it. Well, who knows? Uh, but I honestly think uh, Cindy had the same question the other day. Uh, so w- w- was this appropriate? Did they have the right personnel making decisions? Did they do the right thing? I agree with you that you know there are times when the least worst decision or the least worst uh, choice is, you know appears to be bad to other people. But when you're informed on these things or in the middle of them, you and I have been in emergency management scenarios that. They run these drills and different right. things. You know, what are you going to do if? And so you say, okay, well, I say, damn the creek so that this chemical can't go down. And the next thing you know, you have the ice jam and the flooding. So, it's, you know, one thing leads to another. So, yeah, but it, all this will be scrutinized. So hopefully we'll get honest answers from everybody involved. But even so, in the heat of the moment, you have to make a decision. You can't just let it go. You know, I always like what PennDOT, uh, when they consider a project, the first thing they decide is, or they look at is, what happens if we do nothing? Mm. You know, and I'm sure that's exactly the kind of scenario that plays out here. What happens if we don't touch this situation? Is what we're going to do going to make it better or worse? You know, or will there be no effect at all no matter what we do? So having looked at that, they make a decision that the best thing to do among a series of perhaps bad choices is to burn it off. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to second guess them on that. I would hope. Not yet. I don't. Well, I don't believe they have any vested interest in killing the people of Palestine, Ohio. I don't believe. Good point. I don't believe they do. I don't believe Norfolk Southern does. You know, did they? Were they culpable? Did they make some mistakes? Quite possibly, they did, and they should pay for them if they did. The very bottom item there, Joe, is from the Daily Mail in the UK. The female staffer, who has not been identified, was wearing a backpack which cushioned her fall. Okay, okay. it says a female White House staffer took a dramatic tumble down the steps of a government jet during President Biden's trip to Poland. The moment, which was filmed and broadcast on Polish TV, shows a person stumble down the steps. At one point, they slide the rest of the way down. The female staffer, who's not been identified, was wearing a backpack which cushioned her fall. So there's another, somebody else who knows what they're talking about. Hopefully they have the right facts, don't know that they no, do. It was but, Biden. Uh, they're, they're covering up. They're, that's <laughs> right. a, it's a well, cover hey, <laughs> bigger things have been covered up in the White House than a... And Joe he, always wears a backpack when he gets off. Well, <laughs> yeah, with his oxygen in it. And he is known to stumble because we do have actual footage of him stumbling. You know, we know as that. As well as Gerald Ford. I, I can't imagine, you know, you come down those steps, you could trip. Well, and uh, well, yeah, because they're not the full eight-inch tread like you see on norm ones. They're only six-inch treads. I think treads. what they ought to do is get an escalator. Well, <laughs> Joe's going to need it soon, or an elevator. Uh, but uh, yeah, he stum- But Joe stumbles up the steps, not down them. No, you know, he, he tries down, to- hasn't he? No, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, there's one of him stumbling down. No, I think he stumbles up. One of Jerry Ford stumbling down. Up, so up, 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 up. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of rail, this one right here, Joe. I'm about two weeks ago, maybe three, I was sitting at the Chestnut Street Railroad crossing waiting for a train to go through. The train was so long that the traffic was backed up on the front street. I believe no, huh? Oh, three Back, blocks, seven. Yeah. I believe Norfolk Southern is making very, very long trains due to lack of manpower. I don't know for sure, but I have seen trains get longer and l- with less personnel. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I agree. Trains are longer. All right, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got good callers standing by. Cindy, go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm, I just want to check, are you sitting down? Yes. Yep. Okay, good, because I'm going to say two positive things. Oh, all right. Oh, man, you're going to ruin the whole show. <laughs> oh, sorry. First of all, I was really impressed by the EPA administrator. Reagan was on, uh, or Regan was on CNN this morning, and he said some very... Um, sound and wise things. I really liked what he had to say. And I was very impressed by the man. Very, very Yeah, I agree with you. I I must admit, my impression of him has been very favorable. It looks like he has his head screwed on straight. Exactly. He's going after the problem. You know, he didn't make the mess, but he's going in there and he's going to clean it up. He's going to take care of the people. 
hold the corporation responsible. And then the optic of him going down there and drinking the water right out of the faucet, there, I was very impressed by that. That's exactly what I was thinking. If you're all so sure it's safe, then ask for a drink of water. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, put your, put your gut and your future on the line <laughs> if you want these poor people. You know, this is a small, small rural and low-income community. I can fully understand why they feel they're at great risk for being exploited. Cindy. One of our good listeners, a good skeptic, uh, says, yeah, that was him who drank the water, and then he fell down the steps of Air Force One. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) They're blending stories here. I see. Confused. The other thing was, Mark, I was really impressed when I read on the WKOK News (coughs) thing about the idea they're going to remediate these old mine areas and then turn them into solar farms so they quit cutting down the forest. Yep, that's what they're using. The yep, they're using some of our great-grandparents' money for that. Well, or great-grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Sorry. My grandparents' uh, great-grandparents money's long gone. <laughs> right. right. Sorry. By the way, I, I do acknowledge that, you know, I'm no longer in my prime, but I can still... <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what I don't understand about that? It, if, any, it, if a large swath of people had made that comment, they would have eaten them alive. For days. Or if a Republican had made that Oh, my gosh, yeah, that'd be a... You'd never hear the end of it. (laughs) And that this just kind of got glossed over, that he had to sit down for a couple days, and now he's back on the air. It just amazes me. I'm I'm amazed. You know, this is the the hypocrisy. That's why when they complain about someone, even if it's credible complaining, I don't listen anymore. Because they don't hold themselves to the level of accountability that they've decided they're in a position to dispense on other people. But back to the coal mine thing. What a great idea, huh? Hmm. They're going to remediate this land. I gather then it falls, it belongs to the government who can then uh, lease it out for these uh, solar farms. I think that's a wonderful idea. Wonderful idea. So. Okay. Yeah, we got lots of territory to do it with. If you yeah. ever fly over, you boy, I'll tell you what, right. make a beeline from here to West Virginia, and it's just crazy. I've often wondered why. You know, the EPA has this in extensive list of things that need remediated, why they haven't gotten around to doing any of it. They just keep adding to the end of the list, <laughs> which irritates me. Fix the darn stuff, right? Go, to, go after it. Go after it aggressively and fix the stuff. So I hope this motivates that to get done. I, I, I applaud the idea. Instead of taking people's property, instead of turning farmland into solar, uh, solar fields, although farmers have every right to do that if they choose to do that to get their revenue, that's their land. But, you know, to avoid cutting down more trees, which I always think is so contradictory, right? <laughs> They're carbon fixing. They mm-hmm. provide a safe environment. They block the wind, which reduces damage to the soil, and yet we're going to cut them down to put up these solar panels. But anyway, hooray to whoever had that idea. Thanks. Okay. Irony thank is you, a Cindy. human condition. There's no <laughs> argument there. All right. Thank Thanks you so much, Cindy. Appreciate much appreciated. Uh, 570-743-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Read this one in the middle, if you would. There. It says the Joe. EPA employs 14,402 people. The Department of Energy employs 17,302 people. The Department of Education employs 4,000 
1,400 people. I believe someone needs to review the performance, needs, and outcomes of these departments and return some of these powers to the state. Right, and if you actually mention in Washington you're going to sunset them or review them, they'll be like, aha, Representative Lawrence is anti-education. He wants to cut the Department of Education. That's right. So, yeah, We know bad. your tricks, buddy. <laughs> Bob, you're on the mark. Oh, bless you. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, you heard that. Uh, we did. <laughs> as far as Conrail goes, do you know what their fine is for this accident? Who? Norfolk the Southern. Not Con- Conrail. Conrail's yeah. been out of business for a few years, right. It's Norfolk Southern, not Conrail. The fine they are going to pay is $250,000. Well, that's <laughs> to be determined. That's what they have to pay the government for the they're firing. That's because Congress doesn't up the... That's what Joe Buttigieg is trying to get done, is have them increase the fine for these uh, train accidents. And there's been at least four recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was just accidents. another one yesterday. Well, and I think that fine is, is the least of the issue. The key that isn't the fine. It's the it's the fact that there's right, they're going to have to adhere to the proper regulations if they didn't. And then, of course, they're going to have to make good the people in that town. That's the key. Right. And as far as the student at uh, Smoking School District that took a gun to school, accidentally, supposedly, it was his dad's backpack, is a child that is uh, in... Uh, Oh, I forget what you call that. What, a special uh, needs student or special, special education? Special needs student, yes. Okay. And he got into school without going through a metal detector. Luckily, they went through his stuff by hand and found it. Okay. But these are the kind of people that are going out and shooting up schools and stuff as far as everybody no, else. No, 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 sorry. False. Sorry, Bob. So what's your answer then? If Bob's wrong, well, there's no there's no indication that anybody who in, enjoys and maybe has an intellectual dis- disability is are the people shooting up schools or shooting okay. up anything. I mean, there may be people with persistent mental health dilemmas, but they're not in special education classes in school. No, okay. Okay, and what, how do you feel about Jacksonville, Florida, taking all their library books out of the schools until they can have somebody review all the books? That you have to <laughs> they took every one out? Yes. Well, as, as they would say on Monty Python, not really much of a library then, is it? <laughs> it's really just a shelf room. All right. We'll consider that, Bob. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Have care. Yep, you too, buddy. All right, we got to hit the break. Stand by, uh, callers. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. (sighs) 
Joe's now going to misstate who the performer is playing this song. Bay City Rollers. Wrong. Um. Harry, you're on the mark. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'd like to talk about, you know, what you're talking about government agencies right now. There's uh, a couple of things going on recently that I think are uh, disturbing, and it's, and it's almost a... Uh, Almost like we're trying to go to a uh, totalitarian state with stuff. The, uh, some of the departments are being weaponized. Uh, just last week, they had an eight-page report came out of a uh, Richmond, uh, Richmond, Virginia field office of the FBI, labeling um, Catholics as a white supremacist terrorist group. <laughs> In particular, a group called Catholic Militant, which is an online. Uh, news and, and, uh, and service, media service for Catholics um, because they, uh, you know, because of their, uh, um, I forget how they worded it, but the idea was that uh, they were no longer involved with the traditional Catholic Church and wanted to go back to the Latin Rite, which is uh, not true. That's not at all true what they were doing. He was uh, a traditional Catholic and is looking to go through that way and, and espouses those virtues, but because he has been critical of, of certain things in the church hierarchy, he was labeled a white terrorist, or a white supremacist terrorist. It was the only individual group labeled. Uh, was, and it was a study that was sponsored by the Southern Poverty, Poverty Law Center. Um, it's well worth looking into, um, you know, if you haven't read anything on it. The other thing that bothers me, too, was that they had a, uh, an edict go down for the Pentagon that any uh, person serving in the, military, ser- in the military and any spouse or dependent person that wants an abortion, it must be paid for. They must be allowed the time off up to three months, and it must be paid for uh, by the uh, by the military, which basically means it is taxpayer-funded abortion, which, you know, you can talk all you want about choice. You know my feelings on this. I'm not, I'm very staunchly pro-life. But, but even so, once you have the government paying for something in any way, shape, or form, it no longer becomes a matter of public choice. It now becomes a government function and service. That's, a, that's kind of weaponizing things. And the last one was last week, on the 16th, um, Biden came out with another executive order which mandates every department, cabinet department, from no matter the size of it, to, uh, in, to uh, uh, institute a racial equity program. Uh, mm. it's, it's really interesting because if you... Uh, uh, it's run by Susan Rice, which right away should be a, a red flag about anything that's being done, because she's, uh, you know, the next intelligent thought she has will be the first one. But anyway, they, uh, uh, what they are doing on that is racial equity, not equality. And what happens is if there is any, any uh, question about whether somebody should get something, any underserved community, and they give you a long list, they'll give you a, a pan of, or uh, Pacific Americans, uh, Native Americans, LGBTQTIA plus 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 whatever the next plus sign is now, um, everything except for um, which by its very nature, once you single out a group to not be eligible for something, is a form of racism. 
um, you know, it, and equity and equality are two different things. Equality means that everybody has the opportunity to get uh, to get something. Equity means you're giving it out because you want to feel better for yourself by making <laughs> sure somebody has something. I'm sure that's, that's, that's their not their definition. I'm sure that's not their definition. Oops, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and it's just not, it's not a good practice anyhow. But each, because it says, each agency equity team shall be led by a designated senior official charged with implementing my administration's equity initiatives and uh, civil rights, regulatory science, technology, service delivery, financial assistance, grants, data, budget, procurement, public engagement, legal and evaluation offices, as well as the agency's chief diversity officer. Aren't we, don't we have some issues we should actually be working on in this country rather than just making clueless Joe Biden feel better about himself? I'm sorry, we uh, we were distracted momentarily by something that happened here in the studio. Go ahead. What, what was your question? Don't we have things that are actually needed to be accomplished rather than just something to make clueless Joe Biden and his minions feel better about themselves? Sure, we have things that need Aren't to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but we keep taking government agencies and and letting them be at the whim of what a guy who never should have been electable in the first place make decisions for us what happened to the american public is are, are we all brain dead that we allow this to happen well that's a good question we may well be at least i think but that some of the politicians are the problem that the government now is mandating how you should act doesn't, <laughs> doesn't anybody else see an issue with that 1776, we fought to get rid of stuff like that. Now we're embracing it. Well, some of us aren't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not enough of us. Not enough of us. And it's crickets when you bring any of this up. People don't care. They don't want to think for themselves. And it's about time people start thinking for themselves. Well, it would be a good idea. <laughs> but I mean, I'm glad I'm in my 60s and not in my 20s, because I sure as heck don't want... I wouldn't want to be coming along right now with the people that are quote-unquote leaders in this country and who's going to be coming along after Although you could, I, you could keep yeah, an eye on them if you were down if you were down there you could keep an eye on them and set yeah, them straight I, yeah you could fix them I, right. I don't think it's fixable anymore and I don't think because nobody nobody brings it up nobody I will guarantee you that probably 95% of the people listening to me say are saying right now boy he's just rambling on about something that's not real but it doesn't take much to find it. And it's about time people start looking for stuff rather than just taking what they're told. You hear that, Harry? That's my challenge to people is to wake up to start following what's going on. Do you hear that in the background? More like this, it's, it's becoming totalitarian. This is almost like the old Soviet Union. All right. We got you. We got crickets playing in the background, buddy. Yeah. Well, it, it, it may be funny to some, but it's not funny to me. But. We're laughing with you, buddy. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. All right. Uh, next caller, Chris from Milton, PA. Go ahead, sir. Well, I'm glad you spent so much time tracking down every fact about somebody falling down on the plane runway or rampway or whatever that's called. I mean, that was really putting your whole investigating forces together. 
to come up with every scrap of information <laughs> you could about that. We're big Googlers. Don't you worry about I that, buddy. I do that to a lot of other things that you ignore completely. Oh. Uh, but I have little faith. What are we ignoring <laughs> completely? But why don't you? And why haven't this? you called earlier to point that out to us? Uh, if it's such a glaring every, error, he calls a couple times a week to set us straight. Oh, don't well, you what, are, what are we ignoring? Well, you're ignoring the fact that Jimmy Carter was a pretty good president. Joe just said that said exact sentence yesterday. Well, no, I said he was not no, one of our best said presidents. He was the worst president of all time. No, I didn't. That's I said, he, he said I said he was one of our worst presidents, but our best. No, you said the worst. No, actually. I didn't. Actually, yes, there are did. there are worse people than I that. I listened. I'm pretty sure I said one of the worst. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> and I said he is the best ex-president we ever had. That's what yeah. I said. And he brought those same values to office. He didn't act, act politically. Politics had really very... He considered politics a negative thing. Right. He, uh, he acted by what he thought was right and what uh, what what should be done. Yeah, damn the torpedoes. And he, didn't, he didn't really... Ca- he didn't do all the, the massaging of the media and stuff like that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he micromanaged the presidency, and he focused on minutia instead of the big picture. Well, I don't. I believe he did micromanage a little too much, but I don't think he missed the big picture at all. He was uh, very much big picture about uh, the trying to get peace in the Middle East, about uh, justice for South America. I'll give him a lot of give him a lot of credit for bringing Menachem Begin and uh, and uh, Yasser Arafat together. He deserves quite a bit of credit for that. Right. No argument. And and as far as for that last phone call, that we have turned from totalitarian overnight since Biden got in. Although I don't see anything that's changed very much in what I have to do. Do you see any? Much, have you seen much change? We have to goose step it, down the hall here. Yeah, other I, than I guess they made a goose stepping law that I didn't hear about. <laughs> and it was signed by the president right before he uh, fell. And oh, the poor Catholics—they're so discriminated against by this government. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's just a Catholic-hating government. I'm surprised they even still exist. Biden will have to get President Biden will have to get his ashes over in Poland. It, yes. I, uh, He's, he's a Catholic, but he's a, he's leading the destruction of the Catholics, and it's just a horrible thing. Well, we have callers who I believe mean, it's the great whore of Babylon. He he's talking about, and then, oh, he's got to insult Susan Rice, who, if anything, is a very intelligent woman. But no, never had an intelligent thought in her life. <laughs> oh my gosh! I wonder if that has to do with that she's a woman or is she a black woman? Mm, I don't believe she's black, but she is it. definitely Maybe a woman. Because she was connected to Obama, she must be dumb. Oh, I mean. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Oh, she is black. What do you know? Yeah, she is. I was going to say. <laughs> yes, I know she is. <laughs> But, you know, maybe she's had an abortion, so Harry doesn't like her. Could be. All right, we got you, Chris. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. 
All right. Yeah, very much appreciated. Joe, read the uh, email that's in the middle, please. Yes, I will. Joe, you wouldn't last a day on CNN. You're one of the biggest political hacks on the radio. On the Mark lets you get away with it because that's their brand also. Signed, Tom. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I just got dissed. I'm not even sure. You got dissed. All right, Dale, last caller before a quickie break. Please tie all this together for us. Pigeons. Yeah, I... I just want to ask you guys, do you think government's getting better? Yes, no, absolutely so. It is not. Don't you stop that. <laughs> okay, well, I, I believe it's not, and I believe it's time to get rid of government and get rid of the Constitution. Oh, get rid but of the Constitution. Constitution, no. does. Constitution tax the people and benefits the government. It don't benefit people. So I just want to tell you... <laughs> Are you okay, Joe? <laughs> no, it was written by the people, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> oh, what people? The people who died already? Well, they are definitely dead. Oh, they're definitely yeah, dead, yes. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> he got you on that one, Joe. He, he does. He got me good Ever on that one. Obamacare has been written in, okay? Not that into the Constitution. Obamacare is not in the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. That has been funding the dark government, the shadow government. And the shadow government, the Constitution don't pertain to them. So, so you can't uh, question Fauci, just like Ron Paul said. They're above the Constitution some, somehow. So I just want to tell you, uh, we don't think our children deserve better. So I think we got to get rid of Constitution, get rid of government. It didn't work out. Pennsylvania yeah. is going to be District 26 of the global, the new global network. And we're oh. going to be District 26. Who's District 25. I don't know, but uh, New York and Pennsylvania are going to be District 26. All right, they're we got gotcha. They're getting rid of it. It's, it's all started with Obamacare. That money was never uh, went to a government hand. It went to a shadow government, and they can't find it. They, some reason they can't find the trace of where that money is being facilitated. So that that was the whole plan it's between uh, Biden. Trump and uh, Obama. What exactly, what exactly is the facilitation? Dale, what is the facilitation of money? What does that mean? Well, they, they, that was there to fund the shadow government. And I just want to say that some people, the Constitution don't pertain to them. That, that's why people get frustrated in the media. See, we, we don't have no government. government. See, the government, you guys benefit from the government. Mm-hmm. Regular we people sure do. Don't, you know. And oh. the government's not getting better, and the Constitution's trash. They trashed it. I mean, it aren't, all started with Obama and Trump. Aren't we the people? We the people? Come on, Joe. You, you, yeah, so you Joe, think your grandchildren deserve what you're going to leave your I think they deserve better. All right, we got you, buddy. Thank you. I believe yeah. the government's doing a good job. Thanks They're getting for calling better in. all the time. Yeah, you're part of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, they, I mean, the guy Mayor. from the, now the guy from the uh, Central Intelligence Agency just handed me a note said I had to say that. Okay, he did a good job. <laughs> Could you say that again? Well, I believe the government's getting better every day oh. in every way. What's the latest note he handed you? The what's latest note he handed me is 570-743-9565 oh, okay. if you call quickly. 5707. <laughs> 743-9565. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. Yeah, even I'm unclear as to what happened in Harrisburg yesterday. I, uh, somebody said that the Daily Item has an article from the CHI News Service. I'll have to read that. To be the fifth hmm. article I read about Harrisburg yesterday, I'm still vague as to what happened. All right, Joe, you got stuff to read. Yes, uh, let's see. Uh, these are texts. I guess Chris is implying that you're ignoring Biden's incompetence on the world stage. Oh, Biden did a fabulous that, speech in Poland yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. No argument. He did. He did. Uh, equality guarantees the opportunity to try... Equity guarantees the same results for everyone. Not possible. I agree with that. Previous message sent by... I guess so. The solar panel plan would be great if we made solar panels here in the USA. It is all, it's my understanding that all solar panels are made in China. And then an emailer says, economics are largely about incentives. Given Biden's hostility toward domestic oil and gas production, is anyone surprised that producers are hesitant to invest in new supplies? It's ironic that Biden looks to foreign sources of oil and gas while vilifying domestic production. It's downright dangerous that he continues to tap the SPR for political reasons. No, we're done with that. We're not using that anymore. We're not? No. No, we're actually we replenishing it? it, yeah. Yeah, at a much higher price than when we originally put it in. Well, that's just the nature of the market. I'm sure it's a waste of, you know, you could probably argue that you shouldn't draw it down. Well, you had argued that you shouldn't draw it you down. I don't should. It's no, it's strategic really oil reserve for a reason. It's more emergent than political crises, <laughs> but the <laughs> president is in charge of it, so he gets to decide. But in any event, yeah, I think, it, unfortunately, the market, uh, although now prices have stabilized on the oil markets, so they? they're going back down. Yeah, prices in Pennsylvania down three, I think, three cents or yeah, three cents a gallon in the past week no, on average. Know. But around here, you can find a gas station selling it for three dollars forty-four cents a gallon. You can go across the road and it's three dollars eighty cents a gallon. Well, I be, I paid three seventy-five or three seventy-six yesterday. Okay, well you should have gone to the three forty-four station. Well, that's in Lewisburg, isn't it? Yep. yep well, I'm not driving to Lewisburg. Just by the time work. I used gas to get to Lewisburg, I would eat up any savings I would make by having made the trip. I think gas, but I thought they did this, but I can't find it. Gas, but used to have a calculator that would tell you how far, how how cheap, how much cheaper gas has to be, and how much you have to buy, and what your mileage is on your car to figure out if it's worth driving a long distance for cheaper gas. Does it contemplate your time, too, the it investment not, time it, you it, make? Well, it doesn't contemplate your time, and it doesn't contemplate the fact that um, you, your car has wear and tear, too. It's not right. just gasoline. As my uh, father would always say, gasoline's the cheapest part of running a car. Well, he's got a point there. Right. Insurance <laughs> and maintenance are higher in purchase. Of right. the purchase price these days will really get you in some cases. I'm going to buy you a $100,000 Lightning, so well, you're going to have Whatever like, happened to the one you said you did buy me, I haven't somebody, gotten it. I just saw it the other day. The, mo- <laughs> the guy that bought it is very happy. You said you bought it for me. Well, we switched. <laughs> Sorry. It was for you, but we switched. 
This is WKOK Sunbury.